friends. I'm Colleen Orcanian, and you're listening to Food for Thought, Spiritually Speaking, where we explore ways to have a more profound encounter with God. If you like what you hear, please share this with others or send me a message on my website at colleenorcanian.com. Now for today's podcast called Prayer and Fasting. A friend's mother is having serious medical challenges right now. So my friend woke up with the words fast and pray on her mind, and she asked me how to do that. Maybe you've wondered that as well. I'll share some thoughts in this episode that might be helpful. The first question is, why do we fast and pray? This is actually an easy one. The disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray because they wanted to pray as Jesus did. We pray to grow closer to God. We fast for the same reason. Jesus said, when you fast, that tells us we're supposed to fast. We're supposed to make some sort of sacrifice. Fasting changes our focus from self to God and the one who we're fasting for. It's not about us and what we want. It draws us closer to God and what he wants. So let's consider how we can pray as we fast, especially those intercessory prayers. We might wonder what we should pray for. My dad was sick with cancer for a few years before dying. In the beginning, my prayer was for his healing. And there were times of healing when the cancer was in remission. But there came a point when the cancer returned and he didn't want any more treatments. And so my prayer was for a happy death. I prayed for relief of pain for my dad, for comfort for my mom, for compassionate healthcare workers that my siblings and I would be a blessing during his final weeks. So how do we know when we should pray for a cure and when we should pray for a happy death? That's the hard thing to know. What we can pray for is God's will. We can pray as Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. I can pray for both healing and God's will, and I trust God to do what's best. When I discern the intention, what I'm praying for, then I choose the prayer or the devotional. We can always pray spontaneously in our own words. It can be a long prayer on our knees or a quick prayer for help as we go about the activities of our day. Other times we might use vocal prayer. These are prayers written by another person, like the Lord's Prayer, which is the prayer that Jesus gave us. It's considered the perfect prayer. We could pray a rosary. I've had the privilege of praying a rosary at the bedside of several dying people. It's a calming prayer with a rhythm that soothes the soul. There's also a Catholic tradition to pray the chaplet of divine mercy for someone who's dying. We can ask for intercessory prayers of the angels and the saints. We ask for their intercession because they're closer to God than we are. Their prayers are powerful. We can pray the prayer of St. Michael the Archangel, a prayer to protect someone from demons and evil spirits. We can pray to our guardian angel, asking them to speak to the angel of the other person we're praying for. We can pray to our patron saint or the other person's patron saint. My patron saint is Therese of Lisieux, who's my confirmation saint. But a patron saint can also be the one whose name you have. So if your name is Peter, your patron saint is St. Peter. 
and we can pray to the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of Jesus, our most powerful intercessor. And don't forget to ask for intercessory prayer from your brothers and sisters in the Lord. I always appreciate when others are praying for me, but I sometimes hold back on asking for them to pray for me. It might be from pride, you know, I don't want to share my struggles with others, or it could be that I don't want to bother them with my needs when surely they have more difficult issues to deal with than mine. But whatever it is, that hesitation to ask for prayer is not from God. We're made to live in community and to support each other through the trials of life. And the most powerful way to do that is through intercessory prayer. Finally, we can pray and offer up the work of our day for the intention we desire. If I clean the house, I offer it for a friend who's struggling. When I write, I can offer it up for a couple trying to conceive. When I'm stuck in traffic, I can offer my frustrations up for our parish priest. Everything I do can be an offering to God. That's enough on prayer. Actually, there's a thousand things that I could say about prayer. Um, there are as many ways to pray as there are people. And lots of great resources to help you do that. The key is just begin. Ask God for what you need or what you desire for those you love. Then fast. Proclaim a fast, said the prophets. We hear that verse read on Ash Wednesday. As a Catholic, I'm called to fast on specific days of the year, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. On these days, I should eat only one full meal and two smaller meals that combined don't equal a single normal meal. I also fast from meat on those days. A lesser fast is called during Lent on Fridays where we don't eat meat. Actually, every Friday should be a day of fasting because it's the day of the Lord's passion and death. So for me, I fast from meat on all Fridays of the year. Fasting serves several purposes. It helps us with self-denial so that we learn to control our appetites. We fast to grow in holiness. We fast to unite our sacrifice with the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. We offer something to God in consideration of his mercy and grace. It's not a bribe. That would mean God's favor can be manipulated or bought. It cannot. We have nothing that God needs. We are simply offering our little gift of sacrifice out of love and asking for his mercy and grace for another person. So fasting is an act of love. When we fast, we acknowledge to God that our life is not about our own wants. We let go of our attachments for the good of someone else. Jesus did give some instructions for fasting. He said, when you fast, don't make a big deal about it. Don't do it for show. Just do it. The fast is between you and God. It's not something you do so others think better of you. The goal is not to improve your diet. A holy fast is about our relationship with God. It's about purging disordered desires from our lives in order to help others. We can fast from food. That's the most common fast. No meat on Fridays, no sweets, no alcohol. Some people fast from seasoning their food or they eat dry toast instead of having butter and jelly on it. My dad would fast from all food for two or three days at a time. This kind of fasting is about voluntarily saying no to something you enjoy, even something that's good for you, like food. But food is not the only thing we can fast from. 
Some cannot fast from food for health reasons. And some people don't find it hard to fast from food, so they really need to look for something else to give up because fasting is supposed to be hard. We need to choose something to give up that we really like. A priest friend fasts from social media on Fridays. Some people I know give up Facebook for Lent. We can fast from unnecessary speaking. We can fast from disagreeing with our spouse. We can fast from criticizing others. We can fast from television or watching the news. We can fast from yelling at other drivers when we're in traffic. We can fast from reading a romance novel or watching a football game. We can fast for a day, a week, a month, or a year. It's something we should do often, not just during Lent or on Fridays. So choose a fast that is not easy. Choose a fast that can help you grow in virtue. Choose a fast that draws you closer to God. Then offer that fast for the intention you seek. For example, if I fast from social media for a week, I can unite that to my prayers for someone who struggles with pornography. If I fast from criticizing others, I can offer it for someone who has not been loved in this life. If I fast from a food I love, I can offer it for someone who often goes hungry. I don't need to know the person I'm fasting for. God knows. We just need faith to know that it works and is pleasing to God. There's one caveat to fasting and prayer. There are no guarantees that your prayers will be answered as you wish or that you even know if they are answered. It does not mean your prayer and fasting was wasted. Nothing is ever wasted. We always pray that God's will be done and that we are able to accept his most perfect will. So we pray and fast and leave the rest up to God. And now for some questions for prayer. Question one, is there a way to strengthen my intercessory prayer? And question two, what kind of fast for me will be most pleasing to God? And what will be the intention for that fast? That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. And may God bless you in just the way you need today.